Warning. The We All Have an X Chromosome podcast contains strong language and contains themes that may not be suitable for a workplace environment or for younger listeners. We suggest wearing headphones if you choose to listen to this podcast in a workplace environment without headphones we are not responsible for any consequences that may happen. If your two-year-old's first word is the F-bomb, it's not our fault. Listener discretion is advised. We are the children, the children of Zion. We have been left here to defend humanity's right to exist. No matter what the machines believe, we belong here, at this place, at this time. And with that, I present this revolutionary love letter to those who came before. Let's go. They call me Beat Rider, but never no heat hider. But I'm digital, fighting wars no one's hit to. Matrix division that we're system point two. Called the one, the neo, the novice, the noose. Rick Trinity will execute. Between the viral agents flagrant, engaged, most basic of state to take. What to take, making model which coddle the nature of humanity. Basic profanities. Spoilers, people. The show that we had planned today. Well, we had some hiccups with that, so we pivoted and we got a even better show possibly my name is bill and i'm noel and this is we all have x chromosome podcast visit our website at xchromosomepodcast.com that's where you'll get all of our information our social media our blog posts our patreon and all that stuff to help us out so we can perform a better show um once again i just want to thank our patreon subscribers including the ones that recently upgraded. Thank you again, Vanessa. You are a lifesaver. Uh, um, Vanessa so, is the reason why we have anything. Why, really. Bill, why Bill doesn't have a shitty mic. That's where, <laughs> especially. <laughs> so one of the things that we're going through and decided to talk about is due to issues that have been going on with things such as Bell Thorne and OnlyFans. We thought it would be a good idea to talk about sex work today, um, virtual and otherwise. Um, so I am a writer of the smut, um, and I went through and spoke with people to see if they'd be able to come on. Um, I want to introduce our two guests, um, Melissa. Uh, hello. Hello, Melissa. And Forney. Hi. All right. Um, Melissa, we're going to go let you guys tell, talk to you about yourself. So, Melissa, you can go first. Tell us about yourself a little bit. Um, I'm Melissa, um, and I have been doing sex work on and off for uh, 10 years, give or take. Um, I'm also a sex-positive sexual health educator. Uh, I also taught sex ed in the Army, which is super interesting. And... I'm just chaotic. Hi. And 40? Hi. Um, some might, <clears throat> sorry, some might know me as Forney. Um, I also go by Fornication on Reddit, um, as well as the new um, Pistadio. Um, yeah, I do um, audio smut, like I perform it, but I also have been known to uh, write it. Um I've been in BDSM leadership, like in the local community for a few years and um, just been part of the community for 
10 years, but I've only been doing um, audio porn for um, just a few months, really, like nine months. Yeah, you uh, and since, I do about the yeah. same time. Sorry, what? How has that landscape, you know, one, Bill, you sound like you were a thousand miles away from your mic. And okay. two, how has the landscape changed? I mean, it sounds like you've been doing the audio pretty much since quarantine started. So I'm assuming oh, there's yeah. been a ton of impact. I haven't been able to shoot anything because, you know, breathing on people is a bad idea. Just a sure. Yeah. Um, well, um, on my end of things, it's been, I mean, it's been perfectly fine because, like, I don't, I don't really have to do anything other than you know like masturbate or find a script or something um Mm -hmm. now there there are people who um that will try to do like partnered content like actually just have someone else in the room with them and you know you can't really just be on tinder or whatever during quarantine i mean i guess some people do but i don't really recommend it um yeah so it really hasn't changed for me much except for that really weird initial outbreak of like quarantine scripts that still squick me out to this day like no kink shame just saying a little bit of kink shame um because yeah it's a little it's a little too current i think i also would have a problem if somebody wanted me to a lot of what i would I do is text-based when I do stuff. So I would have a problem writing something quarantine-based. I also have problems if it gets too close to what I do for my, my boring job. Yeah. I had a customer, I had a customer in the last couple of months, just like when COVID really hit, um, they requested a custom photo shoot with like an oxygen mask and a hospital gown. And I had to shut that down real quick. (laughs) Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, that. I, I'm in North Carolina, and we've been handling it terribly. And so I was like, nope, that's too close to home, sir. That's not happening. Uh, here's some people that do medical stuff. You can ask them. Here you go. And they'll probably say no. They've donated all of their stuff. Anything right? they had in reserve <laughs> has been donated, which is amaz- an amazing thing about, you know, sex work is that... At least in England, their health institute turned to kink supply and was like, do you have anything? And they're like, yeah, sure. I remember seeing that news story and being like, ah, see, kink will save the world. And my fiance didn't think I was funny. Well, it's just, it was such a beautiful, pure story of, yeah, we'll forego getting off so that people can live to get off (laughs) and take care of us if we get sick. Um, it's a given. I'm actually, yeah, <laughs> I, dead people don't jerk off to your porn. So, uh, which is a lot of my life has been impacted. I'm in healthcare. Ooh. In case you, yeah, I I do home health. So there are oh. a lot of yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I've I have been working the entire time. I have been out and about among the populace. But me, me too. It's been it's been rough. Um, people have been scared. And so I have, I already had a hard line on 
no, I'm not going to put on my work uniform and do special shoot. I'm not, no, that's a different job. I don't want, I don't care how old you are. I'm not going to cross that line. If we cross that line and I go into caretaker, then you're not going to get what you want. And I'm still going to charge you for it (laughs) at the same rate. Because you you've now made it uncomfortable. Exactly. Uh, you, you you have to pay for my pain and suffering now. Yeah. Um, so, any other oddities you have noticed out and about? I have been so busy trying to keep people alive. I haven't been involved. Um, I, honestly, on my end, the only real like I've there was an influx of just Snapchat customers on my end because everyone's home alone and bored and. So, like, just more people were like, hey, I want your Snapchat. I want access to you all the time. And so that was nice. But otherwise, other than that one creepy medical guy, I haven't really seen anything. I've seen a lot of, Snap- like, Snapchat customers, but then I've also seen a drop in subscriptions because people are running out of them. Okay. So there's, it's more of a, like, a, a, a turnkey per transaction thing rather than a sustained, I will give you this much money and that buys me this much access. Correct. And especially once a month or whatever. Once the stimulus checks hit, like it was booming for a little bit and then it dried up again. And so you just see the ebb and flow of like when states reopen, you have more customers. And then when states shut down, you have less customers. And you just, you can see the trends and how states handle COVID in like OnlyFans and, you know, just sex work purchases. And whenever you see a purchase like trend up, is usually when someone reopened and people are back to work. That's fascinating. So from your perspective, since you're sort of involved in a much better indicator of economic health, how is the economy these days? Is there, has there been an overall like trend since people have been home alone more? It's just just inconsistent. It's just inconsistent. It's just, it's literally, I have seen more consistency out of, like broken roller coasters than I have out of any sort of economics, especially in my local area. Like my, a lot of my customers are local and they're wrestlers, which oh, they tend to that, that is an interesting niche. Yes. Um, we so are not a, a wrestling customer, podcast. We are not. But. <laughs> but so a lot of my customers are wrestlers because that's my first, my Twitter started out as a wrestling Twitter. Um, and so like everyone, like the economics in independent contracting, which involves wrestlers, it's just, it's bad. It's so bad because we don't, it was, it's so hard to file for unemployment as an independent contractor and you get denied three out of four times. Mm-hmm. So independent contractor economics, terrible. Um, most people, the economics, the economy is just bad in my area specifically, just because we shut down and we have no um, wage protections at all. Okay, that's definitely something that doesn't come up on uh, CNN or Fox News, is, you know, the independent contractor angle. Um, how, did, how did you both get involved in sex work to begin with? Warning. Um, so at one point I was going through just a really tough time and, you know, you end up... <laughs> On those cold, lonely nights, just scrolling through Pornhub. And if you put DDLG in Pornhub, 
Like, at least as far as my genitals are concerned, everything is garbage. Like, it is just a page of like, nope, that looks bad. Uh uh, nope, not gonna watch that. Oh, this is trash. And then finally, I found um, a guy who was just doing audios. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is what I needed. I don't need to watch, you know, the two pretty people having like this this like weird forced chore sex like i'm not gonna ever look like those people and there's really not much intimacy between them anyways i just need to hear certain shit sometimes so you know it was this audio of like i'm gonna take care of you you're my little girl blah 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 and that was great and i became dude's um fan and patron for a while and it turned out like his his personalities didn't quite match up that like like in real life in the server he was just kind of a dick and Ew, that's yeah. disappointing. <laughs> oh yeah it got to a point to where he would just like start boasting about his um his escapades with his girlfriends of like hey guys guess what i did last night and we're like no we i don't need to hear that you're selling me this fantasy that you're here to take care of me. I don't really need to know about your personal life. And at one point he's like, you know, if you think you can do so much better, why don't you just start making your own content? And I'm like, bitch, fine. And I did. Bet. <laughs> That's beautiful. And now he, and, and now boys are mad because we've all said fucking pay for it. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the thing, because as a script writer, um, people that are voice act, voice artists, they should be getting paid for their stuff, um, especially if there's someone that you like, because there are a few voice actresses out there that are now doing this for a living, because... Mm -hmm. They have their Patreon, they have their OnlyFans, they have their Twitch streams, they're doing commission work on top of everything, and it's their livelihood now. And when things happen like what happened with OnlyFans, it was like, what the hell am I going to do now? Because that was a good route of income for me, and it's, cause, it's causing grief. Yeah, I think just... a lot of I think a lot of people didn't realize that either. Like the everyone thought of, everyone like heard about Bella Thorne and what she, and the scam that she did, but no one ever like and they hear about the impact, but people don't really see the impact because they may not follow sex workers. But like that devastated like a dozen people that I personally know that they immediately had to like jump and be like, all right, gotta go pull up a BS job at the coffee shop downtown because OnlyFans yoinked my rent. And it's it got it's rough right now. It's it's devastating. Many people I know are using the OnlyFans to do their commission work, like you do, um, for through that. Um, but with one of the things that for people that don't know, OnlyFans had because of the Bella Thorne issue, or at least they're saying it's not because of her, but really it is because of her because of the timing of it. Yeah, um, don't fucking lie to us. <laughs> yeah um they they started putting caps on everything so from like um one of the major things that 
that people who are using OnlyFans for were the um, pay per message commissions set up, where they could like tip the proper amount that they were going to negotiate for, say, a commission photo shoot or a custom audio or a custom video. And for some of these shoots, um, Noelle being also a model, they could be expensive. And yeah. you can't be capping them at $100. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm capped at $100, I can get pictures done, but I can't. I have to do my own hair, my own makeup, and I'm not nearly as good as the woman I would hire to do my hair if I was doing a, um, a Vargas-inspired pinup. Because I can't and do pinup hair. Um, that's $100 for my <laughs> hair. Now, what the fuck am I supposed to give my photographer? That's to put it up and tip at least 100 bucks. What am I supposed to give my photographer? The person, one of the people I would hire to shoot, 70 bucks. Well, and I think that what other people, what also people aren't thinking about is that not only is this affecting like my income, but this is now going to affect the amount of product I give you for the amount of money I can get. So I would give you the option of buying uh, 20 photos for $150. Well, now I can't do that. It's a $100 cap. So now I'm only going to give you access to 10. So now you have a limit of (laughs) five. You have a limit now to how much content I'm going to offer you. So not only is it screwing me out of my money and my livelihood, it's screwing my customers out of you know good valued content yeah it's just i i read up on it because i'm like well fuck there went my ability i had i have been had thinking about starting at OnlyFans, about reworking my patreon to support more things so it's wonderful to have both of you on and be able to talk shop a little bit about the amount of energy that goes into the work and how much actual labor it is because that's something people don't get <laughs> is that it is it's it's actually work it's emotional labor <laughs> it's oh, physical yeah. labor if you're doing a photo shoot people don't understand how tiring that is and a lot like, of those sexy a lot of those sexy positions are hard <laughs> to be in you know like just sit just sit on your knees like not on your legs but just Anyone listening, just perch on your knees with your butt off your legs. Just sit there for 30 minutes. Yeah, just kneel. Just kneel. 30 minutes. With, with your butt in the air, but not quite, almost on your heels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do yoga for my own personal health, but you kind of have to do that. I have done uh, group shoot settings um, for, like, uh, a body, we did a body positive boudoir group shoot. And by the end of the day, from you know we're talking a five-hour block of time this is before the world ended uh by the end of the day i had knocked my si joint out of out of place and wasn't entirely sure i could walk down the stairs to my car from well there were a bunch it was a bunch of photographers so there was a lot of standing on my body standing in my body in a way that bodies aren't meant to be in yeah my yoga instructor would say, you know, hanging on your joints when you do that cute hip pop (laughs) and you're bringing your hip towards your shoulder and you just feel that twinge 
And you're like, hold that for five minutes while I take 10 photos. Maybe one of those will be good. Maybe one. You Out of the, the 10, minutes, 10, 10 minutes of pain, you'll get two. Yes. Well, that and, the, the, and then the emotional labor. Like, if you're like me, like, I edit all of my content, which means that I spend, when I do my, because I do it in mass, I do one day of content creation and I schedule it throughout the month. So I have eight hours of content creation, and then I have multiple hours of editing where I have to stare at my naked body for like five hours. <laughs> I never want to see myself naked that much. And yet here I am. It makes you dysmorphic. Like at some point you have to like, I have, like there are times where I have to stop editing or walk away and come back because like the photos all look distorted to me. <laughs> A long time ago, when I was first mentioning the audio thing briefly to Noel um, about people making content that were commission based, um, Noel doesn't listen to our podcast because I can't. I cannot uh, stand the sound of my voice. Um, oh, I like your voice. Everybody says that. No one's willing to pay me. <laughs> hey, Vanessa's paying you. <laughs> Vanessa, yeah, Vanessa's paying me, but she doesn't want me. And and Gretchen, but they don't want me to say anything special. Hey, they just want to hear me say fuck a lot. <laughs> they want you can say all the special things that you want. They just want to hear your voice. But yeah, there's you like a uh, her husband was listening to our podcast through YouTube, and she was like, "Nope, turn that off right now." <laughs> I left the room. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I, uh, I, I, I want. I have a lot of friends that do like, like uh, editing because um, they do podcasts and videos, and like they've offered to help edit my stuff. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I appreciate the offer, but there's something weird about having my friends edit my porn. <laughs> well, see, I have friends who are photographers who are willing to shoot it, and I'll be like, yeah, you edit it. You cut me a, a slice of whatever you post it for, and we're good. I'll stand around and look pretty. I don't have the skill to edit. I can't edit. I, I can make an outfit. I can tie you up in a corset. I can stand around and look like a pinup model. Somebody else needs to handle the technical side. I'm, I'm unfortunately at the size now where I pho photograph it my, myself. I video it myself. I handle my own audio and my own lighting. And I edit. And I just... I want to die sometimes. Don't have, well, <laughs> the best way to keep out of that is don't have your own equipment. I have a nope. cell phone. <laughs> I don't even have a ring light for selfies. That's how completely unprepared for this I was. My um, fiance bought all of my, he bought my light equipment. He bought me a microphone. He bought me a rig to set up my camera and my light in the same spot. So my yeah, my fiance spent I don't know five hundred dollars on just some like beginner stuff, to, so I could shoot better content. So he he unfortunately gifted me my equipment. <laughs> well, that's it's good to have supportive, because that's something of that at least from my end, and that's the observer kind of on the outside. Again, I have plates that I've been spinning, uh, but not from the. Um, in the trenches content creating this backlash it had been growing um with uh the sesta fosta which was a terrible idea mm. um that was terrible for the industry i think we yelled about that in season one yep but 
not nearly as effectively as you two could. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because you've been in the industry a long time. I'm just mad because why are we controlling people's bodies so I in started, one industry, I started sex work. I did. I, when I started sex work, I started in full service sex work, uh, in person, full service sex work. And Craigslist was my first advertising. And to see like the personal ads and to see Craigslist and back pages just be hammered, knowing that that's how I survived for three years. And knowing that there are still people who did full service sex work with me 10 years ago who were still using those avenues to see their livelihood get shot in the face. It was, it was just like sad, sad doesn't even begin to cut it. Cause it, it destroyed entire, like people's entire black books disappeared. Yeah. The, um, I remember with the whole entire thing with the Craigslist get basically saying, look, this isn't even passed yet, but we're going to stop this now before we could possibly get sued somehow when the law, when and if the law does get put into place. Um, and like, I knew people that were hurt by that because there was no access to basically get service, so to speak. Um, and sex workers themselves need to be able to have that type of protection now both of you um have you any of you either you have had any issues with as especially through the elect the electric format um things like anything similar to doxing or anything like that that you experience uh closest thing is that i accidentally it wasn't really a dox but i ended up using an old um account for something um but, you know, I had, like, two people who were like, oh, by the way, I saw this thing. And I'm like, oh, oops. So I just, like, took everything down. Um, so, yeah, that hasn't been an issue for me. I, so I'm, I've always been pretty open um, about, like, my history in sex work throughout my adult life. Because I am the kind of person where I'm going to tell you everything so that you never have anything on me. Um, but... It became a problem when someone took my information and sent it to my fiance's trainer. So my fiance is training to be a professional wrestler. His trainer is a very devout Christian man. And someone sent him my OnlyFans link, screenshots of my OnlyFans. And I have very distinct tattoos. So it's like, like you can identify it's me. So they sent all of that, all of my nudity, all of my pornography to my fiance's trainer, to my fiance's um, peers, who the other men who he trained with. And it was, it didn't hurt. Like I didn't get like hurt. My fiance wasn't, you know, reprimanded. Nothing like negative happened. But we're in North Carolina and something easily could have happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all it, it didn't, I haven't changed anything that I've done, but it just really, it really reminded me how much sometimes I just hate people. <laughs> Someone's threatened to send um, my OnlyFans to my mother before, um, yeah. but I don't have a very good relationship with my mother, so it wasn't a threat. 
Like, okay, send it to my mother. I haven't spoken to her in five years. It'll be the most she's seen she's seen of me in half a decade. So we, um, Melissa, we we got uh, Forney's answer about this. What got you started doing this? Um. So, and, and this I, is and the... let's focus on the um more the digital aspect in this case. Digital. Uh, so digital. I got into digital sex work um, because I hated my job. A lot. <laughs> a lot. So I work, and I still work there because I haven't made enough money in sex work to not work there anymore. But I work for a man who's very racist <laughs> and very sexist. And I would love to leave at some point. And so I was like, all right, I need a job that's flexible because I'm in college. So I was like, well, I know how to be a sex worker, but I, you know, I have children. Fun fact, I have children. Um, and I can't do full service sex work because that's illegal. <laughs> and I don't feel like going to jail if I get caught. Um, so then I looked into, so I started doing like private Snapchats. And then I kind of, that's when OnlyFans kind of started um, back like around, or when I start, was exposed to OnlyFans, like right around the beginning of this year. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. Here's a pay to view platform that I can make more affordable than my Snapchat and supplement my income. Um, so that's, it was literally just, I, I restarted in digital sex work because I hate my job. <laughs> Not very romantic, but very, very real. So um, just to get an idea, because we have, uh, basically we got two varying degrees of people that do this. What would you say that your sex work, uh, percentage-wise maybe, uh, would be about your full income overall. What would you guess at? Um, um, sex work is probably if I don't count my disability, if I count just like my between my income of my job and sex work, it's probably I don't know a quarter of what I make um in my day job. So yeah, about about a fourth of my of, of my earned income, not my disability income. Um, for me, I am not currently employed just because of um my situation with how old my youngest is um so you know this is sort of something that i do just to um <laughs> pad the wallet a little bit pad the budget so because you're not working because of your situation it's all your personal income anyway <laughs> right yeah but see, that's just the thing right there. It's like for not while your while your situation is particular in your case, it's to some people it's like all of their income is through all the sites, the OnlyFans, commissions, uh, the Patreon, everything. Uh, um, uh, my mind just froze for a moment. One second, I'm trying to get something fixed on my side. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other questions, Noel? I do not at this, well, I mean, there's a lot of questions. I'm just not sure how to articulate them. That's always the hardest part. Like, how do I, how do I make this question words? Yeah, because, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's such a big topic. Um, I guess what, what do you both find the hard, I mean, but for both of you, what's the hardest part? I mean, it's a, it's a lot of things on my end because um, I don't. I do live with other people, um, but I don't have a lot of people who know that I do the things that I do. 
So I have to just find little crevices of time where I can do things. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, also trying to understand, um, you know, how I can improve and be better um, along the confines mostly of Reddit. Um, there are other websites coming out. But most of like the scripts and stuff are on Reddit and some authors are cool about you taking their content elsewhere. Um, as long as it's for free, some of them are fine with you like putting it on your Patreon. It's all really weird and a huge fuzzy gray area. Yeah. I think, on, I th I think on my end, like the hardest part is probably just like <laughs> the effect of what I do and how open I am about it on like my fiance because like his his manhood is brought into question constantly yeah I've I've noticed there's been a lot more discussion of well your girl has an OnlyFans what the fuck and yeah like oh look at look you like, cuck king look at you little cuck like oh what I hate it I hate it <laughs> Yeah, uh, and in regards to what Forney was talking about, as a scriptwriter, um, one of the I have commissions. I haven't been commissioned for anything yet, but I have commissions open. Um, one of the things that I get asked about is if they can use my scripts for things like Gumroad. Um, but the thing is, that's paywall, and you have to pay for the scripts or you got to pay for the listening to the audios. And I have basically two tiers of commissions. I have, if it's going to be behind a paywall and it's not. And if I put any free audios out, it needs to be free. If you, if I put any free audio scripts out, it needs to be free to people that are listening. Now I give permission for like, okay, so you're just going to show this to your Patreon for like, a week before it's posted, great, that's fine. Because the end goal is that it will get posted somewhere. Like, either through a, a audio or um, Reddit, for example. Um, because there are scriptwriters that are getting gypped out of their, their own talent because there's also scams involved with the audio community. Every once in a while, there'll be a new YouTube that pops up that's trying to get money that takes vo not only voice artists' voices, but the scripts that they've done to, mon uh, to get money through YouTube for clicks and listens. And no one's credited properly because people are just basically scamming YouTube. Um, and that hurts both the voice artist and the scriptwriter. So yeah, it's I it sucks all around in that case. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Now have you guys had to deal with anything like any type of um scams or uh page plagiarism or anything that has like um that you basically basically had the equivalent of possibly having to um get something taken down or anything like that? I because I know that it happens in the audio community every once in a while, but I don't know about through uh, other option platforms. Nothing on my end. I think the I think 
other than the one person who like screenshotted my OnlyFans, I haven't really had any issues. But I think that's 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 one of like the biggest problems with OnlyFans is that like you can screenshot. Um, like platforms like many vids, they have um, they geotag everything you upload in many vids. So if it ever gets uploaded anywhere else, many vids will take it. They'll hunt it down and take it down. OnlyFans doesn't have that same type of geotagging, so you really like you really have zero protection on OnlyFans. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone has my stuff out in the world. Um, it happened. It happened to Bella Hadid. Was Bella Hadid? No, I'm sorry, Bella Thorne. Um, it happened to a bunch of other YouTubers and big TikTokers. Like their OnlyFans all got screenshotted and uploaded onto Reddit. Ugh. Yeah, it sucks. Like, there's a bunch of like uh, kink talkers who created OnlyFans for like education and like adult content, obviously. And a lot of their content has been screenshotted and put up on Reddit threads. It's kind of sad. It, it sucks a lot for them. Yeah. So, I guess what are what is the pushback on ensuring uh, intellectual property rights on photography and other works of art? Because these things actually have legal protections as content creators how are in this specific industry how are you seeing the industry attempt to enforce those intellectual property rights if you're seeing that at all yet (laughs) (laughs) i'm not seeing anything from OnlyFans. OnlyFans doesn't care they have their own problems to worry about um Like I said, many vids geotags everything you upload. So if they find their geotag anywhere, they'll take it down on your behalf. But they also take 50% of your profits. Um, It's steep. Uh, That is a little harsh. And I know that Pornhub um, notoriously will not take something down until a lawyer contacts them. And that they've had quite a few scandals in regards to um, illegal content. Um, being uploaded and monetized and heavily viewed and left up for weeks um, and just refusing to take it down until lawyers get involved. So Pornhub will upload anything for money. I've heard about that. Um, I have heard it's never happened to me. I've never had anyone come to me and say that this has happened, but I do know other performers have gotten um, messages from various like mods of subreddits and stuff and said like hey we found a tumblr or we found your content on 4chan um we're taking care of it but i just thought you should know but hasn't happened to me one of the things that have come up that i noticed through uh some audio communities is that um for things like if it's posted on a 4chan or any other thing that's um not like for example Pornhub which um it's mostly like you could go through and get your content removed but you actually have to put together legal documents that have your actual name on it and a lot of these people that are doing this they don't want their actual name being out they might give it to OnlyFans to uh, start their account because OnlyFans and other things like many vids require you to have a picture ID to show what's going on, that you're you. But um, that's encrypted, supposedly encrypted, and only with the server, so to speak, not everybody and their mother. So um, some people can't even get their stuff taken down because they're afraid of the 
legalities of it because of privacy concerns. I fully expect OnlyFans to have a, bre- a breach in their encryption by the end of this year. I fully expect it to happen. OnlyFans was hacked once already, wasn't it? I think it was at the like the very very like at its birth. I think they tightened up security, but just because of the amount of like scrutiny on OnlyFans, like just like Ashley Madison, I fully expect it to just get breached and everybody's like legal names get leaked. I fully expect it to happen at, by the end of the year, if not the middle of next. But there's no other platform for us to use, so we're kind of stuck. <laughs> See, that's another thing that you hear about. Um, before OnlyFans, did you use any other platforms or anything like that? Uh, nope. I before OnlyFans, many that the men because many vids takes fifty percent, and that was way too much. Um, extra lunch money is hard to navigate, um, and they you have to like convert money to their currency and convert their currency back to money, and it's super convoluted, and I didn't like that. So I literally just did Cash App and Snapchat. Um, I also had a PayPal. Um, for like my international customers, but up until OnlyFans, I I just did everything by hand. I didn't do a paid platform. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> On the subject of the amount of labor. Oh, and the, I think the worst part about Snapchat is that like they can you can see if you're online, you can see when I've read your Snapchat, you can see if I've opened a Snapchat. So it's like if you notice that I've seen it, you expect my time. And sometimes I'm looking, I'm, I'm going through my Snapchat in the grocery store and I'm busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Snapchat had a lot of issues. Like having a private Snapchat has a lot of like boundary issues where like there's constant access. Like they can snap me on Monday through Sunday at any given time. And there's no like boundary versus on OnlyFans. I can just not check it and just check it like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And you don't, you can't harass me on it or see that I'm on as much as you can on like a private Snapchat or like a text. Or you have to pay for a message if you're going to contact a um, performer that doesn't have it set to freely message. Exactly. Like you can, um, on OnlyFans, I know you can restrict it to like either anyone can message you or just followers can message you. Now, this is a job. So... It's a time-consuming process. How did you determine the value of your time with your own production costs in regards to that? Um, in Forney, I know that you have your Patreon, but you also take commissions. Um, how did you decide? How do you figure out breaking that down for your own sanity? Because you need to you need to be able to balance life and do this if for uh, the commission work type thing. Well, honestly, I just, um, and this also goes for my Patreon. I really compared notes with what other people were doing. Um, It's so weird. I feel like a lot of the men, for one thing, I feel like I know more, um, more famous voice actors than I do females. And I feel like these like more famous male voice um, artists that I know, I I feel like their prices are a bit higher. <laughs> um, I can't quote anything at the moment because I don't remember right off the top of my head. But I feel like women don't charge as much. So I was going off of like, well, this dude charges this much, but she charges this much. And 
oh, this girl is pretty well known and she's charging this much. So I was kind of going off of that. Um, and and then same thing for my Patreon. You know, I was looking at different people's Patreons of like, well, what are they offering? And, you know, what tier levels do they have? And, you know, I also had to think of like, well, how much can I do? Because I can't really make this a full-time job as of yet because I can't just going around, um, you know, like telling my family and stuff of like, oh, hey, I'm just going to, you know, record some porn real quick. Like that doesn't work. <laughs> so um, I have to like keep my sanity of like, well, guys, I, you know, I can give you your free stuff, which isn't actually really guaranteed very much. And then I can offer you like two or three things on Patreon. And, you know, really Patreon is like, how much can you spend? How much do you love me? How much do you want to support me? What about you, Melissa? How, how did you get that figured out with your that you value? I so I literally just referred back to the um, the pay scale that I used when I was doing uh, full service, and that was uh, thirty minutes of my time, no touching, was twenty five dollars. So I spend maybe a half an hour a month sending out Snapchats. That makes sense. $25 for a month of Snapchat. That made sense to me. And then you have access to me and it's, it seemed fair. And then for my OnlyFans, I was like, all right, let me just do, because I sell photos for like um, regular photos are seven, custom photos are 10. So let me just do a $10 monthly and you can see all the photos I've uploaded. And so that just, that just seemed fair. Um, I don't, like, I just, I just gauge from the old prices I used to do. Um, and back then I got my prices from other sex workers. Like, oh, these girls charge this much, but I'm younger. I'm more sprightly. Like I'm in higher demand so I can charge more stuff like that. And just, you just look at the market. Now, Forney brought up a, uh, something that I was just thinking about. Um, you said that you were, when you were looking at the pricing for when you were deciding your Patreon, you were noticing that, uh, men were generally going through and charging more than women were. Um, it, do you think that could be, like, due to the, due to the, like, um, lack of male performers or just the fact that, us guys think we're worth more. Uh, um, have you? Do you have any um, thoughts about what that might be? Might might be the reason for? It? Is there too much competition between the female performers in regards to possibly pricing? Because everybody seems to be going through with very. What can they offer that others don't? So I just want to get your take on it. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was really weird because I've heard from other people of like, oh, well, you know, Reddit is just a is just a a giant sausage fest, and you know, it's really hard for male performers. And I'm like, is it though? Because like, I just feel like audio porn is really something that typically is going to be geared towards women. Like, audio porn is something that has the element of intimacy in it and you know you're not gonna see like 
you know, like pits bouncing and like deep throating and stuff. You can like hear it kind of, but you don't really know what they're doing. And I feel like it really is geared more towards women, but these dudes somehow they just get really famous. So they just like can charge more. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to say how they get so famous because there's some people they just explode overnight. And then there's some people that just they just got to keep trucking along. And that's just how it is. So I think for these guys specifically, they are they are really hustling to get as much money as they can because they know that women will pay for it. Um, yeah. Particularly when you come back to the, um, because you can't just have a nice voice in audio porn. It doesn't work that way. If your content doesn't work for your viewer or your listeners, I should say, then it doesn't matter what you sound like. So a lot of these guys do have like, good storyline or like good intimacy or they dabble in kinks that women really appreciate and that ends up being what gets them more money and more listeners would you say that guys would tend to brand their content uh particularly more than uh women do i don't know because i feel like i really jumped into the whole um branding thing pretty quick and the other girls that i've known that we started doing it around the same time it was like oh well now i need a logo and i need a banner and i need like this cool name and stuff um i was seeing more about on the lines on content itself like um for example um it kind of started out as a joke but it's kind of stuck um i'm the reminder daddy because I remind people to drink and eat and take medicine multiple times a day on top of uh, basically enjoying the whole um, daddy thing, so to speak. Um, right. So, and also as a script writer, script writer um, I am now the goth girl writer. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so I have like brand. what on earth do you know about goth girls? That I like <laughs> that I uh through many, many, many years of vampire LARPing and goth clubs and things of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm just I'm just remembering my vampire freaks days. <laughs> Ooh, I mean mood. <laughs> Seriously, though, I wasn't joking. Every once in a while when I was uh, trying to get scripts, Forty would be like, hey, look at this. And it's like, goth girl makes a uh, quarter million dollars a year uh, being somebody's puppy. Oh, I remember that story. <laughs> and I wrote a script, a script about it. <laughs> All right. You got to find inspiration somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, to answer your question, I guess they do um, a bit more. I mean, some of the girls have a little bit more specific branding. I feel like I know, like, like kind of the edgy girls. Like, oh, these are the these are the girls that will do like the snuff porn. Um, but I'm also friends with like the girlfriend experience porn, and I'm just kind of all over the place i feel like i'm most known for mommy dom porn but but like that's that's a 
I mean, it's not a small part, but you know, that's only a fraction of what I do. I'll do not, not anything, but you know, I, I will sub and I, um, you know, I can just do all different kinds of things. So I guess I don't have branding in that way, the way these guys do, which these guys are, you know, one of them is known for being like the daddy and the other one, I feel like, and I could be wrong. Some people might disagree with me on this, but I feel like he is known for more extreme um, content with like degradation and stuff. Right. Is there anything that, any other questions that you might be able to formulate, Noel? No. Is there anything else you want to share with us about the industry and about having to go digital in this time of plague? This time of plague. <laughs> um, I mean, I can say that I've noticed kind of the same things that Forney has, where like men can charge more, and I think that has a lot more uh, has a lot to do um, with the culture in general, where like male porn stars and men that do sex work like uh they're big men they're bit you know they're studs they're you know the alpha male but then there's like this this viewpoint whether consciously or unconsciously we're like access to a woman's sexuality is a right not a privilege and so i see it i get told all the time like oh your prices are too high i can get i can see a naked woman for cheaper okay go ahead and it's a it's a problem obviously as for said it's a problem within her industry but it's also a problem it's a problem in, in mine as well like i i don't know how many times i've had a dude say mm, you charge too much just for some tits like uh, okay then go go here's six other women who charge less go go give them your money then i, I don't know what to tell you but then you'll have dudes like there's a, a male tiktoker who charges 50 dollars for his only fans and it's you know it's based it's patreon content um, there's, you know, it's not, it's no, it's no nudity, no sex work, none, none of that. I don't, I don't want to say Patreon content because I know Patreon has sex work. I don't know how else to like, describe it. It's not like your traditional mindset of OnlyFans content. It's like just, it's audiophile and just headshots basically. Mm-hmm. And, and he charges $50, but then you have female kink sex educators that are posting full nudity and all that. And they're being heckled for $25 a month. And it's just really weird to watch. Ah, sexism. (laughs) Yay. See, the pay gap is in OnlyFans and in audio. (laughs) Love that. This is why we need feminism. That was my first Twitter handle, handle, feminist fuckery. I I love that as a a title, feminist fuckery. That's my my Instagram handle. (laughs) (laughs) I will have to find you on the Insta. All right. Anything else that you would like to mention about with your experiences or thoughts or would would you here's here's a good ending question for both of you. If somebody said that asked you if they should get in on this, what would you advise them from your perspective? Yes, help help me the noob and through me anybody else who might be listening. What's your best advice? Mm. Um I mean, do it if you love it. Um, take no shit from anybody. Um, try to both be polite to people who listen to you, but also like keep your distance from them and also like take no shit. <laughs> I 
I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing. Um, I do have a lot of people who they'll listen to me, and even though for the most part in my audios, I'm just playing a character, they'll just like hop into my DMs after like joining my server, and they're just like, "Hey, if you ever like need a friend, I'm here for you." Okay, I'm like, cool, but I don't know you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. On on my end, it really comes down to you have to operate in a way like just realistically i'm a i'm a pessimist and a realist at the same time you have to sit here and understand that there is a risk that whatever you are posting will make it out and that is a very very real possibility and it's not a possibility that a lot of people talk about when they talk about the easy money that is only fans it's not easy spoiler alert i uh, know <laughs> it your you, your stuff can end up public with one click of a very, very skilled hacker. And if you're not ready for that, I don't suggest this. If my nudes leaked tomorrow, I would be annoyed, but my life wouldn't end. There are people who want to be teachers that want to work in fields that are not yet open to having former sex workers involved in it. There are people who are active duty who have OnlyFans. Well, I really don't suggest that. Um, you have yeah, to Uncle Sam that. doesn't like anybody else having a cut of your person. <laughs> Not in the least. Uh, I definitely know that firsthand. Um, it, at the, there's a very real risk that you're, what you're doing will be exposed to the public. And if you, if your future plans, if your 10-year plans involve something where if this got out, it would be ruined. You might want to rethink it. Rethink it. Rethink going from sex work to selling weird items instead. Selling feet pics, selling flip-flops, socks, even underwear is a lot less taboo and has a lot less repercussions and has a lot more anonymity than mm-hmm. sex work does. So just know your options because it's a very, very real possibility that if it ever got out, some people's lives could legitimately be ruined, and I would hate to see it. I get that, um, and that's some really great advice. You know, it's something I think about, but not actively, which is weird uh, because we opened about how you know I didn't want to cross over that professional, those professional lives. Like, if you want me to wear scrubs buy me a retro nurse out dress the white uniform dress i'll wear that that has nothing to do with work um but can you guys hear me now yes <laughs> my, that, my, my discord likes to forget how to work sometimes the, it does that craig likes to forget how to record so don't feel bad um it's great when he forgets in the middle of something really intense and beautiful and he just <laughs> damn it craig just that's, fucking forgets how to be uh but that's why we have Garrick. Yeah, it's that the if you the working in the two very different spaces of I help little old ladies and little old ladies are probably going to be scandalized by my titties. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something you really got to think about because there are it's not just teachers and active duty and social workers and things like that. You have to think, well, what's the environment at the place I work, whatever it is, oh. that if oh, Lord. 
if my boss, if my current boss found out I was a sex worker, Lord Almighty in heaven above. I, I, I would be, yeah, I would be also in trouble. Um, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, he probably doesn't. He doesn't like girls who swear. Mine the boss doesn't either. It's weird. I just, what is it about hyper-conservative men not liking women who swear? I don't know, but it, it may also be because I usually swear at him. <laughs> well, I, I don't swear at him. I just swear casually. Um, my, the spouse is adding his two shillings in the background. Don't you love about that? How they, about- it, they always have the best commentary about the most, like, like, it'll be like the most random thing. They're like, oh, I have, a, I have an opinion about that. Like, oh. Well, it's, well, usually his input is really good, and sometimes it gets picked up on mic, and I'm sure they've been snippeted and saved. Though all the asides where I've had to stop and yell at him that I'm recording and nobody can actually hear you. <laughs> How many Patreon snippets has that been? Half that's of them? Been a, that's been a, a chunk of them, yes. <laughs> super, the, the super cut. Um, but yeah, it's not just your spouse. It's not just your family. I'm sure my mother would die and my dad would be quietly disappointed. And Oh yeah, my whole family's Catholic. <laughs> that's some I mean not to kink shame but that's some complex things right there mm-hmm. Catholic guilt is its own magical thing yeah I'd like to avoid the conversation about Catholic guilt on a personal level uh, because of umbrage um, oh, look it's okay to feel guilty you date a cat, dated a Catholic I dated a couple I still um, have my, my ex-husband was baptized Catholic did he recover? <laughs> Parts of them. Well, that one part always recovers. <laughs> I think this is a good place to go through and wrap things up. <laughs> because we're oh, we because we've come around to dick jokes. It's time to stop recording. We finally all got comfortable enough that we can make fun of some guy's dick. Oh, I thought you had like dicks. I thought there's a line. <laughs> And that wasn't the dick jokes. It was the, it was the Catholicism. That was the line. <laughs> I mean, I can make I can make pagan jokes. Um, I got those. I got those on lock. <laughs> I love pagan jokes. Just are they in general or just pagan dick jokes or? I mean, I was. It's it's like I have a. It's not a joke, but it's a funny little monologue about ancient witches and broomsticks and psychedelics. Oh, oh yeah, that. that's great. That's, and I remain entertained. <laughs> That's the worst way. Oh, but I actually have come across effective. a lot of like a lot of like hexing fails lately. Like oh, God. that has made my millennium when people like they don't understand chemistry, but then they try to hex someone and it goes really wrong. I've watched someone's spell bottle explode because they put fruit and like fermented wine in the same bottle and sealed it and it's exploded on their altar oh shit yeah Yeah. the one i saw i did see one that started to fizz and they're like is this normal and i'm like no no but then the other (laughs) one was someone had decided to piss into a sour jar which is fine like that's legit 
But you know what you don't do once you piss into a jar? You don't pour bleach on top of it and then oh, seal it. Jesus no. Christ. It explodes. <laughs> you can have bleach or you can have piss. You can't have both. Can't have both. <laughs> no, that's making chemical weapons. Yes. That's fine. It's no, do not make chemical weapons with your own piss or with anybody else's piss. Yeah, but but mom. <laughs> I mean, it, it is there a niche for for mom dom witches scolding? Probably, probably. <sighs> that could totally be my niche because I, I feel that it's like one. If you're not initiated in that spiritual tradition, don't bother those gods. They right? don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, go go punk Freya. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell me how it works out for you. I mean, every time something happens in my life, Freya sends me a cat, so I'm a little worried. I haven't... I Because I got a cat again. I got sent a cat in March before everything went to shit. Um, so... Wait. I'm a little um, nervous. That was... Uh, Kieran. Uh, Kieran, all right. I was, I was getting your cat confused for a moment. All right. I uh, I acquired a cat um, right after my ex husband and I got married, which should have been a sign because he didn't like cats. So I acquired I acquired a feral cat, and then I we were married for six months, and then I acquired a second cat. <laughs> that should have been my second sign. Not a sign. It's, cats are good luck in a marriage. Not when the man doesn't like cats. Generally, it's a sign that the cat should take priority over the man. Well, generally, it's a sign that you know that man isn't worth anything to begin with because cats actually require you to uh meet them as equals and people who don't like cats don't like have don't like partners they like sycophants so that's why dog people dog people who like cats are fine they just have kinks um but people dog people who hate cats just just poison them and take the dogs no uh, not podcast approved. Don't actually poison people. Yes, ever. I have to re. I get tagged in that specific meme to interrupt myself every time it gets posted. Somebody tags me. That, I mean, it's a pretty. It's a pretty no. solid meme. It is. It. It's an older meme, but it checks out. For any. For everyone that's uh, listening, you can't see. It's a a picture of an Egyptian cat god. It says, how to distract an Egyptian god. And it's a box. It's specifically Bast. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name. I'm not, I'm terrible with comedic gods. I admit that fault. It's okay. There's lots of them. And sometimes they, they get syncretized and are part of a collective. And then they're also a separate thing. And then you've got the whole, Sekhmet Hathor duality of rage and murder, but also <laughs> happy fun time girl, which is all women, right? That is oh, yeah. that is the nature of, of feminine power. Is we're great until <laughs> that that um, the the form of being fem of being female is that kind of duality because it, it's to get on the subject of sex gods and feminism a lot of war goddesses also have that sexuality fertility um chthonic we have orgies as a a celebration but also sacrifice 
the war dead to me kind of vibe, Can't which is fascinating. Well, it's a kitty. Yes, I have two kitties. I have Bubbles, my tabby, and I have Charlie, my Russian blue. Charlie was my feral, and Bubbles, we uh, I rescued when she was a kitten. Bubbles is an asshole. She likes to attack me. She just wants to play. We have nine, and we had to, and we've been rearranging our basement, and we had to rearrange it and put one of the two cat trees we bought when there was money, because the old one was disgusting and needed, oh my god, that's so cute! <laughs> Look at the fat <laughs> belly! Ah! Yeah, she got very chunky after her hysterectomy. That's the oh. first one is Charlie, and the second one is Bubbles. Look at those eyes are huge. Look at those babies. Ah. <laughs> okay, so the title of this episode is "Show Me Your Kitties." I was gonna say, if you want to see the, the pictures that the well was doing baby about. talk to, uh, visit the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the Patreon sc- Patreons get to s- patron Patreon patrons get to hear what I'm shrieking about because goddamn those are some adorable cats. Yes. Okay. For some reason my for some reason my Russian blue is broken and she always just lays on her back. It's fine. I knew a Russian blue who hated everybody but his human. Literally that's, yeah, everybody. That's, that's that's mine. She uh if the door opens she hides. I oh, he didn't a Russian I don't know if it's a Russian blue thing or the fact that she was feral for the first 5 years of her life. I don't know with this guy, with, with this um, returned to Bast gentleman, but he cornered me in the bathroom. <laughs> Just oh, no. the, the way the apartment was set up, there were like two doors into the bathroom and one was cracked open and the other was not. And he ended up between me and both doors and I'm in nothing but a towel and I'm like, this is my death. I am looking this tiny cat that weighs five pounds max is my death. <laughs> and then his fat colony mate slash adopt gotcha sibling uh, rolled in and I felt a little better because that cat loved everybody and would probably just sit on sweet little demon boy. <laughs> but yeah, I was legitimately concerned that this cat that was sniffing me and normally growled at me anytime I breathed too deeply near his human um, would destroy me because there was nowhere for me to go. I don't know if it's a Russian blue thing that they're just super territorial. I believe so. I don't know why. Why Why did we do that as humans? It seems to be a dumb decision. Listen, I'm in, so I'm, in, I'm in college for veterinary medicine, and I'm taking breeds and husbandry right now, and I'm learning a lot about dumb things humans did genetically to animals, and it just, I have no hope in humanity. None. Consider the pug. <laughs> or the French bulldog. Or the English oh, bulldog. Or anything labeled teacup. Oh, God. The, the, the obsession with dwarfism in animals is insane. Mm-hmm. Makes me really sad whenever I'll have a family member because they know that I really like animals. So they'll find this little, this little white furball with black eyes on it that are like, you know, all derpy and on opposite sides of its head. And they're like, look it, isn't it cute? And I'm like, no. <laughs> it looks like an alien. <laughs> That's inbred. That's not cute. <laughs> Yo, so we literally, 
I sat through breeds and husbandry and my teacher is like, all right, here's the different modes of breeding and here are the benefits of inbreeding. And I was like, none, there are none. She's like, that's not true. I'm like, ma'am, what are the benefits of in of inbreeding humans? None outstanding. That is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, crossbreeding to bring out certain desirable traits makes sense. We do that with everything. We do that with everything that's food. I'm just, I'm talking about flat out. She, like, we're talking about the benefits of actual inbreeding, like familial to familial inbreeding. Uh, yeah, no. And she, and she, and she was like, well, you can maintain rare code coat, or uh, coat colors. And I was like, ma'am? Yeah, no. <laughs> the uh, rare coat color is nice. But then on the flip side of that, you get uh, the gray dapple, uh, great Danes. The Harlequins? Yeah, and you know the non-desirable coats because yeah. kennel standards and or the double like, girls. No. and those are perfectly beautiful, good dogs that don't get a chance because yeah. you know they're ugh. eugenics in general is bad. Yeah, they actually uh, cloned an, a dead Brzezowski horse, which is one of the one of the still wild breeds of horses in Asia. Recently, they, they, the, the foal was just born at the beginning of August. And so now that is added to the gene pool for Przewalski's. It's actually a really interesting bit of science in genealogy and eugenics in the animal community. Well, question, questionable ethics, but interesting. Well, in the case of preservation of a species, there's a little bit of manipulation we need to do. Yeah. If we're going to be responsible. But like just the eugenics of... Well, these two things are bad, or we only want these specific things. Let's breed for yeah. these specific traits and nothing else. And yeah. anything that doesn't fall into these standards, you know, gets a little Hitlery. Just a there's, little bit. There's no, uh, there's no better way to say it. That's um, uh, we we definitely my my um instructor, uh, she definitely com um, compared um, selective breeding to Hitler by name in class <laughs> that's we amazing like, we were like "Ooh, that's spicy <laughs> but honest very it, it gets to a point where it gets hitlery i like how we start with we started with sex work and we're like we've just veered into genetics <laughs> oh the places you'll go i'm trying to learn how to clone my own sex worker all right i mean you only need Maybe about 600, milliliter, 600 milliliters of blood to get an entire genetic sequence. You don't even need a Y chromosome nope. to be a functional human being. You don't. We're now on the chromosome level of our podcast. We all have an X chromosome. I think this would be a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, we started talking about cats and genetics, and now we're all back to, you know, this, the... We're we're putting different definitions of sex in sex work. All right. So where can they find you on? Yes, the please pip your shit so we can send you people. We'll be putting it in the notes, but people sometimes want to listen to that type of thing. So, um, Melissa, um, I'm most active and most myself on Twitter at um, the bitch underscore witch. I also have an OnlyFans, which is the Wrestle Witch. Um, I sent the links 
to Bill and Noel, so they will be able to put those in the description. Forney? Uh-oh. Forney's muted. Did we lose Forney to the cat? Whoops, I'm sorry. Thinking. I didn't realize <laughs> I was muted. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Um, so I'm mostly on Reddit. Um, it is reddit.com forward slash user forward slash Forney 29, or sorry, 2591. Um, and then on um, I hate the name of it when you say it out, but it's pst audio. So P-S-S-T audio.com. And my username is fornication. So F-O-R-N-E-Y-K-A-T-I-O-N. Um, and I, I do have a Twitter. I do have a Patreon, but everything is linked back to uh, those profiles. All right. Can I just say, can I just say that you're like, your fornication is such a clever pun. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been a nickname for a while. And that's why she gets the big bucks. I don't get ex- big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Any work that's labeled women's work is underpaid. Yeah. That's true. Which is why men command higher prices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is why sex work is real work. Oh, yeah. I, I even pay my taxes. <laughs> Carrying this patriarchy is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We would like to go through and welcome, uh, thank our guests for talking with us today. And we're going to wrap things up. My name is Bill. And I'm Noelle. And we all have an X chromosome. Right to exist. No matter what the machines believe, we belong here, at this place, at this time. And with that, I present this revolutionary love letter to those who came before. Let's go. They call me Beat Rider, but never no heat hider. But I'm digital, fighting wars no one's hit to. Matrix division network system point two. Called the one, the neo, the novice, the noose. Trinity will execute between the viral agents flagrant engaged most basic of state to take or to take making model which coddled the nature of humanity basic profanities into the insanity that's branded me give it up with the reloaded messaging broken down between the test and blessing but before I get lost in this train of lyrics let me reverse to raise the solemn spirits getting weary of the revelation theory fabrications constructed from peaceful memory Before descending into hell's traces, we can't replace this. EMP's ready to be unleashed. Nebuchadnezzar, slip streaming like a beast. Oracles architecting a congregated feast. String them up like a martyr and will no peace. Plot of pointers, don't see the message. Too busy, look at the cameras, judgmental dresses. The siblings cry to what could only be an epic, but this won't be recorded, cause they hands back it. Machines pouring in, guns blazing, Zion needs saving, humanity crazy. On us, we can blame it. Life on tubes, babies wasted, human embryos in a slave ship, in a slave ship. But down to the words, their bones, their purpose. Lift up the human spirit, the soul, 
it, I think they getting bloated. They gassed and they show it. Well, time to get reloaded. More Sonic than Neo and me and Alpha come and take this. And make this so colorful, you think this was in a matrix. When you hear this style, yeah, you best go ahead and take a whip. Because once we're done, you feel more blending than Agent Smith. Business by day, hacker by night, party mullet time. Slow it down before you stop. Bullet run. Tried to take it, the world was fakeish. Back in time, the machines had made this. Even if the world could get no faker, we got a crew. Morpheus, Trinity, and the key maker. Never fail to neglect through all the fun. There will always be a chosen one. If you got a high rank diploma, I'll disable you even if I fall into a coma. Coma. Son, Holy Ghost.